0: Welcome back to the Come Follow Me read-along. Thanks for joining me. We're reading the scripture passages that go along with the weekly study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With generous permission from Thomas Wayment, the BYU Religious Study Center, and Deseret Book, I'll be reading today's chapters from Thomas Wayman's translation, which is titled The New Testament, a Translation for Latter-day Saints. So let's jump in with 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the elect who are exiles in the Diaspora, in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, and consecrated by the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling with the blood of Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He gave us new birth in a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, reserved in heaven for you, who by God's power are guarded through faith for a salvation that is prepared and to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, although you have been grieved, if necessary, for a little while by various trials, so that the test of your genuine faith is much more precious than gold, gold that is tested by fire, even though it perishes, and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You have not seen him, but you love him. Although you do not see him now, you believe and rejoice with a joy that is indescribable and glorious, a result of obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who foretold the grace that would come to you "...searched and inquired diligently, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ was indicating, when he testified beforehand concerning the sufferings of Christ and their attendant glories. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you with respect to the things now declared to you, through those who proclaim the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things about which the angels desire to glimpse. Therefore prepare your minds for action, And being sober in mind, place your hope completely upon the grace that will be brought to you with the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed with the evil desires of your earlier ignorance. But just as the one who called you is holy, be holy also in all your conduct, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you address him as a father who judges impartially according to each person's actions, live the time of your earthly residence in fear. You know that you were ransomed from your empty life inherited from your ancestors, not by perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but he was made manifest in the last times for you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, So that your faith and hope are in God. You have purified your souls in obedience to the truth in order to show mutual love. So love one another earnestly from a pure heart. You have been born again, not from perishable seed, but from imperishable seed through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord abides forever. And this is the word that was proclaimed to you. Chapter 2. Therefore put aside all evil, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, yearn for the pure spiritual milk, so that in it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted the Lord's goodness. As you approach him, a living stone on the one hand rejected by men, but chosen and honored by God on the other, as living stones... You yourselves are established as a residence of the Spirit, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For as it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a cornerstone, chosen and honored, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Therefore, he is precious to those who believe, but for those who do not believe— The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they refuse to believe the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people acquired so that you declare the virtues of the one who called you from darkness to his amazing light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. And once you were shown no mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I encourage you as foreigners and exiles to stay away from fleshly desires that are at war with the soul, and maintain your good conduct among the Gentiles, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they will look upon your good works and give glory to God in the day of visitation. Be subject to every human institution for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as those who are sent to punish evildoers, and to praise those who do good, because this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put the misunderstanding of foolish people to silence. Be like those who are free, not using your freedom for evil, but be like God's servants. Honor all people. Love the family of God. Fear God. Honor the king. Household servants, be subject to your masters with complete respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unfair. For this pleases God, if a person endures grief while suffering unjustly, as a consequence of conscience toward God. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten as a result, you endure? But if, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is pleasing before God, for this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving an example for you, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. He was abused, but did not respond with reviling. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he gave himself to the one who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. So that we may cease to sin and live in righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were wandering like sheep, but now you have turned back to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Chapter 3 Likewise, women, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they will be won over without a word by the conduct of their spouses. When they see your respectful and holy conduct, do not let your adornment be external, braiding of hair, wearing gold jewelry, and wearing fine clothing, but let it be the adornment of the inner person, of the heart, the incorruptible beauty of the meek and quiet spirit, which is precious in God's sight. For thus, the holy women who long ago hoped in God, used to adorn themselves by being subject to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham by calling him Lord and you are her children when you do what is good and do not fear anything threatening. Likewise, men, live together in understanding with the weaker vessel, showing honor to your spouse as fellow heirs of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Finally, all of you have unity in thought, sympathy, brotherly love, kind hearts, and humility. Do not return evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But rather, bless, because you were called to inherit a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, because the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. For who will harm you if you seek what is good? But if you were to suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. Do not be afraid of them or be shaken, but hold Christ as holy in your hearts, always being prepared to offer a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. But do so with meekness and fear, maintaining a good conscience, so that those who speak against your behavior in Christ may be put to shame when they slander you. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if it is God's will than for doing evil. Because Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, in order to bring you to God by being put to death in the flesh and being made alive in the spirit, in which he entered and preached to the spirits in prison when they were formerly disobedient, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah as the ark was being prepared, in which a few, specifically eight persons, were carried safely through water. This is a type of baptism that now saves you, not washing away physical dirt, but as an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who entered into heaven and is on the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. Chapter 4 Therefore, because Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind, For the one who suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, in order that you may spend the remainder of your time in the flesh no longer according to human desires, but according to the will of God. For the time that has passed was enough to accomplish the desire of the Gentiles, living in unbridled lust, passions, drunkenness, revelry, carousing, and lawless idolatries. They are surprised that you do not join together with them in the same outpouring of wickedness, and they slander you. They will give an account to the one prepared to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, so that they may be judged in the flesh by human standards, and they may live according to God's standards. For the end of all things is near. Therefore, be self-controlled and circumspect in your prayers. Above all things, continue loving one another, because love hides a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without complaining. Just as each person has received a gift, serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks, let it be the words of God. Whoever serves, let it be done with the strength that God provides, so that in everything, God will be glorified through Jesus Christ, who is the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, do not be surprised as though some strange thing were happening to you when the fiery trial that comes upon you to test you. But rejoice inasmuch as you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that in the revelation of his glory you may rejoice and be glad. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of glory, who is the Spirit of God, rests upon you. But let no one among you suffer as a murderer, thief, evildoer, or troublemaker, If anyone suffers as a Christian, let that person not be ashamed, but let that person glorify God in that name. Because it is the time for the judgment to begin with the household of God, and if it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous are barely saved, what will become of the ungodly and sinners? So let those who suffer according to the will of God entrust their souls to a faithful creator, While at the same time doing good. Chapter 5 I encourage the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and as one who shares in the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, watching over not by compulsion, but willingly, as God would have it, not for shameful profit, but eagerly. Do not lord over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore humble yourselves beneath the powerful hand of God, so that he may exalt you in the proper time, by throwing on him all your burdens, because he cares about you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to consume. Stand against him, strong in the faith, knowing that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are experiencing similar suffering. And the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him is the power forever. Amen. I have written briefly to you through Silvanus, whom I consider a faithful brother, encouraging and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. The church in Babylon, who is also chosen, greets you, as does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. And that's the end of... 1 Peter. Now we'll switch to 2 Peter, chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who obtained faith equal to ours through righteousness in our God and Savior Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be increased in you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us all things necessary for life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, by which he has given us his great and precious promises, so that through them you may become participants in the divine nature, after having escaped from the corruption in the world generated by lust. For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, and goodness with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with perseverance and perseverance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness with love. For if these attributes are yours and are increasing in you, they will keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever lacks these things is nearsighted or even blind, having forgotten about the cleansing of past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you do this, you will never stumble. For in this way, an entryway into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you. Therefore, I intend to remind you always of these attributes, even though you know them and are established in the truth that you have now. I think it right while I am in this mortal body, to awaken the memory in you, because I know that the laying down of my body will come soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made it clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my death you may be able to remember these things. For we did not follow wisely developed myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty for he received honor and glory from God the Father, when the voice came to him in sublime glory, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed. You would do well to heed this, as you would a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, First of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from one's own interpretation, because no prophecy ever came by the will of a man, but rather by men and women moved by the Holy Spirit speaking from God. Chapter 2 But false prophets were also among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who purchased them, thus bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow them in their debauched lifestyles, and because of them the way of truth will be slandered, and in their greed they will take advantage of you with deceptive words. Their condemnation that was pronounced long ago is not waiting idly, and their destruction is not asleep. If God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but he cast them into hell and put them in chains of total darkness to be kept until the judgment. And he did not spare the ancient world, but he saved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, together with seven others, when he brought a flood upon an ungodly world. And if he turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes when he condemned them, and he made them an example of what is coming to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed over the lifestyle of the lawless in their depravity... That righteous man, lived among them day after day, was distressed by the lawless actions he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation, and to reserve the unrighteous for condemnation until the day of judgment, particularly those who gratify their physical lust and who think little of authority. Bold and headstrong, they are not afraid to slander celestial beings. But even the angels, despite their greater strength and power, do not bring a slanderous judgment against them before the Lord. These people are like irrational animals, creatures of instinct that are born to be hunted and killed. They slander the things they do not understand, and they will be completely destroyed like the beasts, suffering for the pain they have inflicted. They counted a pleasure to revel in the daylight. They are stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceits when feasting with you. They have eyes full of adultery, unstoppable in sin, alluring unstable people. They have habituated their hearts in greed, these cursed children. They have abandoned the straight way, and gone astray through the way of Balaam, son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, and was chastised for his own sin when a speechless donkey spoke with a human voice and curtailed the prophet's madness." These false teachers are springs without water, mists driven by a storm, for whom the most profound darkness has been reserved. By making eloquent and empty claims, through desires of the flesh, they entice people who have just escaped from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they are enslaved to corruption. Whatever overpowers a person, to that a person is enslaved. For if after they have fled the defilement of the world, through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled and are overcome, then their last age is worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them to have never known the way of righteousness, than after knowing it, to turn away from the sacred commandment given to them. It happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit, and a washed sow will wallow in the mud. Second Peter chapter 3 Beloved, this is now the second letter that I am writing to you. In both, I am stirring up your pure mind as a reminder that you should recall the predictive teachings of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles, knowing this first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days, ridiculing, pursuing their own wicked interests, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Since our ancestors died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For they willingly overlooked this fact, that the heavens existed a long time ago, and the earth was formed by the word of God out of water and by means of water. The world existing at that time was destroyed because of these things when it was flooded with water. But now the heavens and the earth, by the same word, have been reserved for fire being preserved for the day of judgment and for the destruction of the ungodly. Now, beloved, do not let this escape your notice that one day is like a thousand years with the Lord, and a thousand years are like a single day. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some count slowness, but he is patient with you because he does not want any to perish, but rather that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief. And when it comes, the heavens will pass away with a rushing sound, and the elements will melt with burning heat, and the earth and every action done on it will be made manifest. Since all these things are to dissolve in this way, what type of people must we be, living our lives in holiness and godliness, waiting for and yearning for the coming of the day of God? Because of this, the heavens will be burned up and dissolved, and the elements will melt as they are burned up. We are waiting, according to his promise, for new heavens and a new earth on which righteousness resides. Therefore, beloved, because you are waiting for these things, be diligent to be found spotless and without blemish, and at peace in his presence. And consider the patience of our Lord as an opportunity for salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given to him, as he wrote in all his letters when he speaks of these things. There are some difficult things to understand in them, which are ignorant and unstable, distort to their own destruction. There are some difficult things to understand in them, which the ignorant and unstable distort to their own destruction, and they also set aside the other scriptures. Therefore, beloved, knowing beforehand Be watchful that you are not led astray by these lawless people and lose your own firm foundation, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him is the glory now and to the day of eternity. Amen. That's the end of 2 Peter and the end of our reading for the week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.